talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season six, episode seven, Ego Trippin' at the Gates of Hell. <laughs> and I'm sure that's a song title as well. I'm sure it probably is. I think Sounds we looked familiar. it up last week. I, I think you right. did. And I think you were right. It was, and I don't remember by whom. I'm looking it up because now I want to know. But while I do that, Jamie, what did you think of this episode? Did you like it? Oh, yeah. It's by the Flaming Lips. My bad. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's that's why. That's why. Because I was like, who the hell is that? I don't even yeah. know. <laughs> I know. Sure. Um, I like this episode. We mm-hmm. really start to see Audrey kind of slip big time here. Yep. Um, I I definitely almost started watching the next episode after it was done because I'm like ready to see what else is going to happen. We didn't see Dawson at all this episode. No, Dawson, he was absent. Totally absent. Absolutely absent. So this is like, yeah, we're, we're probably going to see less and less of him. This is really turning into the Joey show. I think this is the first episode that he hasn't... No, he wasn't in uh, the Four Scary Stories episode last season. And he wasn't in this episode. I'm trying to remember... I know that he was in, like, the end of one episode. Because he wasn't in... Remember the premiere? He came at the end. And then they showed him at the end of the uh, episode where she wrote the letter, the email. They showed him at the very end writing an email. And then he was in the following episode. That's right. That's right, yeah. He's been very limited with his appearances so far. Yeah, and he's even more limited now, at least. At least I feel like it. How um, about you? I like this episode. <laughs> I thought the whole scene with Audrey was so fucking funny because of the way she she just flew off the handle from like, she went from zero to 60 in like a matter of seconds because she was like normal. She was singing normal. Like she was drunk, but she was singing normal. Then all of a sudden she like she just, she just started somebody. And she's messing with this, the amp. <laughs> Knocking in the people. And... It was so funny. I don't know. And she stayed on, she stayed in tune, I felt like, at least. I know. She, I mean, everybody was loving it except for the bandmates and the friends who were watching her. And, of course, the bar. When she threw the bottle and all three of them ducked. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. At least she threw it at them and not some, like, rando. But still. She's lucky the police weren't there. I was surprised that they that they didn't have like the cops or anybody else besides or security, Eddie. you know, a bouncer for. A yeah, there was nobody working there but Eddie. <laughs> that I was it. Eddie with a bar full of people. <laughs> so stupid. He's like, "This is supposed to happen on my watch." I'm like, Eddie, when did you buy Hell's Kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> also, what do you think is going to happen with CJ and Audrey? I don't remember, dude. I don't remember this either, but it's very weird. I- feel like the reason why he's not into dating is because he probably killed his girlfriend in a car accident. What? He did? <laughs> I just have this weird feeling that that's what it was. Because he was like, I was drinking at like 12 or 14 or whatever he said. Yeah. And then, you 
know, he he was drinking all throughout school and then he like made a big mistake at like a party and said a bunch of things and then isolated somebody. And I'm like wondering if maybe he accidentally crashed something. I want to look it up, but I don't. (laughs) I know. I can't remember. This is the problem. You know what I mean? Like it was whatever happened was so minute in my mind compared to everything else that was going on that I literally do not remember what happened. I don't don't remember. remember. I don't remember either. But I found it very, I hope it's not that. That'd be terrible. Is that why, is that the helpline? You think he's doing this helpline thing? Well, that's why I think he's taken a specific interest in in Audrey is because she's Um, coping with alcohol to numb the pain. And he's recognizing that in her. So he's trying to help her because of it. Because that's what he went through. That's great and all. But did you notice when Joey woke up? The way he was looking at her? Well, not only that, but when Joey woke up, Audrey wasn't there. Well, yeah, we don't know. They could have stayed up all night talking. We don't have no idea. I don't know either. If he fucked her and or she. I don't think he did. I don't think that he did. I don't remember hating him. I'm going to say she's disgusting too then. This whole thing with them making Audrey like the villain now where she's just mean to everybody. It's it's hilarious, but it's also really sad because I felt I felt like Audrey was such a great character to, to bring onto the show last season and like include her in this group but now she's just so annoying like i i could care less about her like her actions are just she's just gross i don't understand why she's just acting the way oh, she oh okay don't tell me did you look it up uh i at least looked up the one thing with audrey and cj did they sleep together yeah okay I mean, but i'm trying to figure out what his deal is i just think he had a drinking problem that's what it felt like to me. He just oh, no, he does. Well, they're both disgusting. Then if she if he slept with her, oh, it's just because of his hangups for some girl. He swore off drinking and relationships. But he fucked Audrey. He doesn't date. He just fucks, I guess. Yeah, and then that's probably what it is because Jen actually likes him, so he's like, no. Whereas Audrey's like, I don't care. I don't want to feel. It's yeah. completely you know useless. Well, they are two different things, I guess. Well, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about when we get to it, because I really I felt for Jen in this episode. I liked the I like this evolution that's happening with Eddie and Joey and this whole thing with Pacey in in I don't I don't know how to say it. New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> you can say New Orleans or New Orleans. I, guess I was going to say there. I was going to say Nola. <laughs> New Orleans or, or New Orleans. I don't know. Depends on where you're from. <laughs> it was such a dumb side story. And I mean, ugh, I, that guy Rich is such a creep. I don't like him. I don't know why he hangs out with him. I understand he's his boss, but he needs to stop going out with him. Period. Well, he, they I all, think it was like his final straw. It felt like it was mandatory. <laughs> it's like we have it to always go. feels like it's mandatory with these people. He's and like next a- thing you know, this dude's throwing hookers, really expensive ones, at Pacey because you know Pacey's got no game right now. Well, yeah, he just got—he's just going through a breakup. This guy's no, such a—I think he's a putz. Yeah, whatever. We'll get into it. <laughs> um, but before we do, Jamie, why don't we do a quick catch up and you know talk about something fun and not so heavy? Look <laughs> like we did last time. <laughs> Um, I don't know about uh, having anything that's uplifting as far as stuff. I was really sick, as we've talked briefly about uh, prior to the actual starting of the episode. Well, yeah, if you um, um if you are are one of our Patreon members, you'll you'll get to listen to some of that stuff. Yeah, that's uh, that's a, that's a whole lot of ears for you guys. I was very <laughs> sick. 
Monday night into Tuesday morning. Um, Mm -hmm. Very sick. And, but I'm good now. We're good. Very sick. Very, very sick. Not pregnant. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Jamie, stop. (laughs) I don't know. Everybody, that's what that's that's like, seems to be, I guess, because it's my age. That's the first question. Somebody hears that you're sick and you're throwing up, but are you pregnant? I get asked that all the time. I know. You know what I mean? Like, I, that that's what I get. <laughs> that's what I get. Are you pregnant? No. Okay. Well, I, I can't just be sick. Like, <laughs> why, why, why does me, me being sick equate to pregnancy all of a sudden? You're like, but anyways. Steven, <laughs> you're never sick. You must be pregnant. I'm like. You must be pregnant, Steven. Again. You must be. I guess again. so. Stop getting knocked up. Okay? Always pregnant. <laughs> Always um, <laughs> But other than dealing with that for a couple of days, I don't have anything exciting. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Well, we were recording yesterday. On a, yeah, we recorded. We're recording on a Thursday because you weren't feeling we, well. And yeah, we're a day behind. Was, yesterday was Valentine's Day. Right. Um, yeah. Did you uh, have a nice Valentine's Day? I certainly don't celebrate it uh well chris wanted to take me out but i was still recuperating and i didn't really have the energy to walk up and down steps to get to the car to, to you were like place. you're like chris i can't it's coming out of both ends <laughs> <I can't." laughs> well i wasn't i wasn't that sick yesterday because all of this was monday into tuesday not like wednesday right. so we're gonna save it for this weekend hopefully he's feeling better too because now he's starting to get sick not with what i had something else that kids brought home some kind of cold or something i don't know the temperature change i think is really messing with them with the fluctuations because it's cold and then it's warm and then it's cold and then it's warm so that's the worst i think they're they're picking up colds and he gets sick very easily with them so they all just i have to sanitize everything again but God, <laughs> but other than that that's that's pretty much it um hopefully celebrating valentine's day this weekend but Good. other than that nothing exciting how about you well we had the baby you had a baby yes we had a baby <laughs> we <laughs> had a baby eats a boy do you remember that commercial the call collect commercial no wait remind me it was a it was a call collect commercial where you know 1-800 c-l-l-e-c-t right free for you cheap for them so like what they would do is the person, the guy was at a hospital and he called his parents and they called collect and it says, Oh, yes, I do. Leave your name. And he's like, We had a baby, eats a boy. I <laughs> so, like, the parents would pick it up and they're like, We had a baby, it's a boy. And then they would hang up and then and the husband was like, Who was that? And they're like, Oh, they had a baby, it's a boy. <laughs> that's that's all. I feel like commercial. we're going to see that commercial when we recap Glory Days. <laughs> Those commercials are always on there. <laughs> I know. I'm still waiting for it to pop up. It's about. It's about that that time frame, right? About that I time. I feel like we could just Google it. It'll come up. Oh, I'm sure we could. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. But anyway, we had Michael, but we had tickets to go see Mrs. Doubtfire at the Academy of Music. There were box seats. Ooh. Like, we were so close to the stage. And then we got to do hors d'oeuvres and drinks beforehand. Somebody that lives in Justin's residence gave him the tickets. And I was like, oh my God, we have to go to this show. I totally forgot. But he said it was at one o'clock. It was a one o'clock show. And we're like rushing, rushing, rushing because we had to drop the baby off all the way in the Northeast. And then we get in the car and he's like, Stephen, this isn't till 630. And I was like, what? Where'd the one o'clock come from? I don't know. He said he looked it up and he thought it said one. I was like, well, Mm. I'm not getting changed because I thought I looked nice enough. But I was like, a night show is like always different. I feel like you got to get like dressier. But Jamie, 
there were people that were just so dressed down for the theater. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. So I felt I like, totally comfortable. <laughs> I feel like times have changed a lot. People... I guess you have to wear a suit or anything, but like. No, but people would normally dress up because you're going to a show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Times have changed a lot lately. People just don't care about that anymore. You know, people used to get dressed up to go to the airport. Now everybody's wearing pajamas, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's just, it's more comfort than class, I guess. Well, I definitely didn't wear jeans. I wore dress pants. I, I wore like a nice outfit that I feel like I would have wore to work. Right. Yeah. No, so. I think that's fine. Yeah, and I wear, like, nice shoes, so. But the show was really good, I have to say. Parts of it were kind of corny, like, the numbers they did. But the actor who played Mrs. Doubtfire was really good. And he... Really? Yeah, it was... He wasn't, like, Robin Williams, but he was all... He just did it his own way. And um, I think if anybody's interested in seeing it, they should go see it. Because it was a very good show. I really liked it. Well, good. I'm glad you had such a good time. Yeah, I was because like when we were at his mom's, we hung out with his at his mom's like for the rest of the afternoon. I was like, oh, my God, I don't feel like going to a show right now. Like, I'm so tired. I want to go home. But I got my second wind and I had a couple of drinks and we were eating and stuff. So that was good. Um, But other than that, I didn't really do anything over the weekend. But something really fun happened today. Like it was like a happy accident. Oh, yeah. You were mentioning something. You're like, no, no, no. I'll tell you later. So what is it? So there is this woman, Melissa Reich, who is, um, she has her own podcast, and it's called Your Bish Therapist, and she is under Amy Phillips' umbrella of podcasting, because she used to always call in and when Amy Phillips was on Sirius, and right. she got the name My Bish Therapist, because Melissa's a therapist. So we, we like, chat here and there. We, like, have, com- like, text each other, whatever, and she posted something, and I was, like, saying, like responding to her and then i accidentally called her like video call Oops! and i know and i was like trying to turn it off i was like shit and then she answered and i was like oh my god and she was like hello and i was like i'm so sorry i didn't mean to do that (laughs) jamie we (laughs) talked for like probably 30 minutes and we're just like you know talking about you know whatever we we kind of like we're bonding over social media how social media is like trolls and like podcasting in general. But, mm-hmm. but she actually made a comment to me about how she um was like interested in having me or both of us on her podcast. Um, cool. I mean, I don't, I think it would be fun if we both went on. I don't know how she talks about housewives though. Like, I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't know anything about housewives. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I guess be- it would depend on her topic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it, I would be happy to do it, depending on the topic. If it's about housewives, I will know absolutely nothing, and I'll probably be just cracking jokes or saying whatever comes to mind like an idiot. So I don't. Anyway, my whole point was I was happy that I called her because we both agreed that it was meant to happen and for us to talk. And she's a really good person, and you know I'm excited that I made that connection with her. So hopefully, like good things will come of it. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? But I'm sure it will. You're very sociable. People like you. Well, she kept telling me things like that. Um, She's like, don't be so hard on yourself. Like it was an accident. Because I was like, I feel so stupid. I was like, I don't even know where the thing is that even that even called you. I was like, that happens all the time. (laughs) And she was like, you still can't figure out your phone. No, like on Instagram where like there's like a button that calls. Uh, What I was like, I don't even know what I hit. But she was like, I I can tell that you. um, 
I you have good observ like good at observing or whatever or like you can read people pretty well and I was like yeah I think I can like I, I know when people are just being bullshitters you know yeah you're you're pretty good at that sometimes so, I give people the benefit of the doubt yeah too many I wait for too them often to, I wait I wait for them to dig that hole <laughs> meanwhile I'm like Jamie don't even waste your energy they're fucking douchebags. <laughs> I just wait for them to dig that hole. You you go ahead and dig that grave, you know? Anyway, well, that was that's it for me. Well, um, I'm glad that you had a good a good weekend. Yeah, it was nice. And oh. now it's already Thursday, tomorrow's Friday, and we have off and Monday. And it's an early day. We're off Monday, and we have an early day tomorrow. We're done at 3, I think, so yeah. woo All right, well, do you want to start talking about this episode, Jamie? Yeah, I think we should. All right, well, this week we are recapping Season 6, Episode 7, Ego Tripping at the Gates of Hell. Can you say it? (laughs) Ego Tripping at the Gates of Hell. There you go. Aired November 6, 2002, written by Anna Frick, directed by Jason Moore. Um, I looked up Jason Moore on IMDb, and he directed, like, a ton of popular things. Like, I was shocked. Like, he must have started in TV, but he directed the Pitch Perfect movie, and then he produced oh, the really? other ones. Yeah, mm. and he, he did Sisters with um, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Don't know it. He did something else, too, that was really popular, but I was like, oh, wow, he's like a big, he's like a big name. I never heard of him. Like, I, every time we recap these shows, I look up the director, and he was one I never heard of. I've never heard of most of them, so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's not shocking. I'm just here for the comedy hour. I'm not here for the brains of the names, okay? (laughs) Oh, he did a J-Lo movie. He did a J-Lo movie with Josh Dumal called Shotgun Wedding. J-Lo. Yeah. Speaking of J-Lo, do you ever see the movie Enough? You know, I've never seen that movie. It's actually really good. Well... It's funny that you say that because my friend Tiffany, she always used to, she loves Shalo. I don't know if she still loves her, but she used to go like this because it's about like she gets abused, right? She's like, a, yeah. But she used to be like, that's enough. And she would pretend it hit me. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's really good. Her, uh, her husband basically, like, there's like a whole trick that happens. And then she marries this guy that she thinks is perfect. They settle down, they have a kid together you know the whole thing and then he starts to get like abusive because she finds out that he's cheating on her so she calls him out on it and she's like well i'm not going to put up with this shit and then he starts smacking her around and it gets really dangerous so it's basically about her saying she's had enough getting her kid out uh running from this dude who literally tries to kill her a couple of times and then fighting back it's excellent i gotta watch it my grandma always talks about it she likes that movie too I wonder where it's streaming. I'll have to look it up. Okay, so we open at Hell's Kitchen. We got a scene with Joey and Eddie. She's like on her way to Hudson's class. She's like, "Um, I have to go to campus. And he's like, Joey, I already know what you're doing. I'm not an idiot. Like, I was in that class. Yeah, I I know what time the class starts. Like, I know. (laughs) He's like, "Um, uh, you don't have to, like, you know, pretend. And she's like, I just didn't want to hurt your feelings. And I don't want you to feel weird. And he's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And she's like, you know, I actually miss you being in that class. There's nobody there to contest my opinions with snarky feedback. 
And then she says that the semester is almost over. So they're going into like the winter, like the holiday season. I was like, oh my God, they're already sophomores. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed this when you were watching, but didn't they all just look old to you? Yeah. Like their their childish features, like their baby features or whatever. The youth features are like going away. Like Joey's face is more mature. Jack's face is more mature. They they all just look old now. (laughs) Like not old, old, but they look older. They look all they all look very old now, but Yeah. Well, I mean as they should, we're talking twenty years later, but we're I mean, for this show, they've aged. Yeah, they definitely have aged. They've they've gotten they do, they look a lot more mature than when they first started the show. They were like Yeah. But Jack, I think this is the best he's ever looked this season. He's like I don't want to say like he's rounded out or he's thickened, but he's just not I don't. He's he's aged. He just looks like a man to me. He looks, he like, looks like a man. Like, like, yeah, he's not. He doesn't look like a little kid anymore. You know exactly. That's probably the easiest way to explain it. Like his face is more like filled out. His body is more filled out. He's not. Oh my God. Like, when he walked into that scene with the with the brown leather jacket, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I, was like, I really noticed it. I really noticed it when he was having a conversation with the professor outside. And they yeah. were kind of standing next to each other, and he just looked so much bigger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was—he was just bigger. He was taller. He was broader. He made the other guy look small. I'm like, Jack's all grown up, man. <laughs> no, he's not this quiet little secret gay guy who's you know crying yeah. in class, right? So, um, she's like, "Are you going home for the holidays?" And he's like, and he says something to sort of distract her, and she's like, "Seriously, where are you from, Eddie?" And he's like, does it even matter? And he's like, where are you from? And she's like, Cape Side. <laughs> I really don't remember anything about Eddie's background. I don't I know. Like he's in an, I don't remember. I don't either. But I feel like he comes from like an abusive family or something. I really have no idea. And and we know we find out in this episode that he's got an issue with like authority. <laughs> authority. Yeah. Or like the system. No, he hates like you know? rich people. He's like, damn the man, you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, it's just something about, I don't know what his problem is. Like, I don't, I don't I think remember. he was poor. I think he was just poor his whole life. And now he's like, at so worst. He's just, so he's just like a bitter, it's like a bitter man. Yeah, like he, he probably is jealous and he just hates that type of person, like who Audrey is. I really don't remember. Like, I don't. I don't either. I don't remember much about this part of the season. I don't know why. I really don't. Like, the more that we're watching this, the more I realize, like, I don't remember anything about this this episode, the season. You know what? I don't remember watching this episode. I don't remember watching the prior episode. So, here we go. It's like the first time I... I feel like this is the first time I I actually watched it. I don't know what happened, maybe. I always thought I really enjoyed the final seasons. But now that I think about it, like, when I watch these, I'm like, I don't remember these at all. Like, I don't remember the like these storylines. All I remember I, is James Vanderbeek wasn't in the season. A lot of them, yeah. Well, I mean, I just watched, I binged this whole thing right before we started doing this. <laughs> I know. You, you watched know what it I more current than I did. <laughs> I'm way more refreshed and current in this, and yet I don't recall this season. There was, like, I vaguely remember a house or something with these two there's like a house she ends up going to find him he's at a house it doesn't end well i don't remember the details i don't know where he is i don't know why i don't even know if it's his place it's just where they are i don't know 
I completely forgot about Dawson with this other with this actress. I don't know what happened I to do that. Remember don't her. remember. Don't remember. Um I vaguely remember Audrey kind of going off the deep end. I don't remember the breakup thing. I remember the Halloween party because I thought it was cool, but I didn't remember anything that actually happened in it. Like everything that I remember is very superficial. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, this kind of seems familiar. I kind of remember that. Uh, but then I don't. I feel like a lot of the stuff that I focused on, maybe because Joey and Pacey weren't like really an item, I didn't care. And then, therefore, my focus wasn't on it. Because the things that I do remember about this season is the party that Jack and Pacey have at their apartment after the roommate leaves. And there's a spark between Joey and Pacey again. And I remember the the Kmart or whatever the hell they're in that they get stuck in overnight. And she gets them to shave that fucking thing off of his face. And there's a spark there. I remember them going back to Cape Side for a holiday. I think it's Christmas and Pacey's got all these lavish gifts and people aren't happy with him because of whatever. Like, I remember that. Everything that I remember is mostly centered around Pacey and Joey. Like, I really don't remember much about the rest of the cast. And I think that just had to do with my interests at the time when I was watching. And I, at that point, I was so invested in those two because of, like, season, what, three and four that, like, the rest of it was me just waiting until that happened again. I wonder if that's, like, the consensus for a lot of people that watched it, especially later, that they just did not really like the later seasons because it had nothing to do with Pacey and Joey. It's possible. And because I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about how Joey and Eddie have this back and forth thing. But to oh. me, their back and forth is like toxic. <laughs> like toxic. <laughs> these guys are toxic. Like Joey and Pacey's back and forth are are like built on an understanding level. They're not like trying to get at each other. They're not angry. You know what I mean? Like they're joking. Well, because they knew each other on a deeper level. Right. Like there's there's a different they relationship. They knew each other their there. whole lives. Like Eddie. They're, their back and forth isn't toxic to me. This is just how they they communicate and it works for them. Like it works. Nobody's angry. Like this, it leaves them with emotional issues. You know what I mean? She like she's confused, he's angry, and then she he's she's angry and he's like, I like I don't they're toxic. I don't like these two. So I kind of I think when they started forming this relationship, I wrote them off pretty quickly and yeah. I just stopped caring. They're just volatile. I don't know. They're very volatile. Everything is just passion in and then it's like this isn't gonna work and then it's passion and this isn't gonna work and maybe it's gonna work i don't know i'd like to try maybe you're everything that like that i'm missing and not everything that i hate like oh yeah like when he said that to her at the end i would i would have been like what (laughs) especially the first sentence he's like you know maybe that maybe i'm wrong about you and she's like about what he's like that you don't represent everything that i hate that said you represent everything that i'm missing and i'm like well all the representing everything that you're missing might sound sweet the fact that you think that i might represent everything you hate is a fucking red flag (laughs) well also he doesn't even get to know her like she said to him a million times like you don't know me eddie no he doesn't try he just makes assumptions about her because yeah. of the college she goes to. Yeah. But she doesn't know anything about his past. She's not some rich girl. She's a girl that literally lived in a shack her entire life. Her dad went to prison, you know what I mean, for selling drugs. But like, none of this has come out. Like, none of this has come up in conversation. No, they don't actually... This is what I mean. Everything about them is very surface level. Joey's trying to get to know him. He's not having it. 
and show and then all he's doing is making assumptions based on what he believes or perceives her to be just because of the school that she goes to and how educated she is but her education doesn't equate to how much money she has it's just how much she was determined to get out of where she's from you know what i mean so that bothers me because he he's again he's he's not trying to to get to actually know joey and that's what this relationship is doomed from the beginning. He has no interest in trying to open up to let her in because he's so stuck in whatever his prejudice is. Like he's talk, they're toxic. He's not going to work. It's not going to work. He won't give her give her a chance. I mean, we might we're going to see how this date goes when they actually go on an actual date. See if he actually tries to get to know her, or the moment something pops up and he judges her based off of her friend's behavior or something that she says or something she wears or. Oh whatever. yeah, and he's just gonna snap back to like all that stuff. How he like blamed her for how Audrey acted at the bar was so ridiculous to me. I could understand him being upset with her because at first he's like, you know, you work here, you need to understand. Like, I can't even be serving her to begin with, and she's drunk. I'm flagging her, and her and be like, well, come on, like she's she's you know my friend, and she's nervous. Like, I could understand him being a little upset with her because she kind of took Audrey's side, but also it's her friend. But at the same time, she should know better. Like, I was actually a little bit surprised with Joey, too. But then Audrey started, like, you know, carrying on, and then Joey's like, oh, never mind. I see what you see. I see how drunk she's actually is. Never mind. You know what I mean? And at that point, when she makes that recognition he should have backed off of joey and been like okay you didn't realize it because you know you're distracted fine but your friend needs to chill out and you need to get her under whatever but the fact that he put that blame on her fully like that because apparently she was drinking way more than what joey saw at the bar you know what i mean and she even said that later like were you taking shots behind the stage like what were you doing because you're drinking more than i saw you drink like you're way more drunk than you should be and i get it because and i've got issues with this too so audrey is blaming joey for not paying attention to her even though audrey isn't giving her any information granted joey has a life she's got a job she's going to classes you know what i mean and she's trying to get to know somebody she's trying to have a social life so her being distracted is normal and not having to follow her roommate around her roommate how many times have they slept in the same room together hasn't brought it up at all that her and pacey broke up i know you know what i mean so she completely blames Joey for, for that, even though it's like, well, dude, you didn't even tell me. You didn't come home and say, so we broke up. Like, I need to talk. No, you hit it, and now you're hiding it under alcohol, and now all of a sudden it's Joey's fault. That's yeah, weird. Like, the, the writing with her character is so weird to me. I don't understand it. And Joey's like, you broke up. Like, when did that happen? And she's like, well, right. maybe and then she, around for you would know. And it's like, well, and, she's allowed to have a life. She exactly. She is allowed to have a life all the time. <laughs> and I mean, I could understand why she's a little bit upset because she spent so much time trying to be there for Joey. And I get that. I totally get that. But she also assumed that Pacey told Joey and she's assuming that they're that close of friends still. But obviously, Pacey hasn't. You know what I mean? I think Pacey's still trying to come to terms with it. But it's like, first of all, if you wanted me to know, you would have told me. You can't sit here and think that I'm a mind reader. Know you know I what I mean? That. And then a lot of times with people, I feel like when they, they just want to drown their sorrows and they don't want to feel anything, they just assume that the people around them are going to notice mm-hmm. or they're not. Like, they just don't care. I don't I don't know. But anyways, I just, <laughs> I had a lot of conflicting arguments going on in my head when this bar scene was happening because 
I was a little annoyed at Joey for trying to take Audrey's side when she was clearly drunk, but I also recognize the fact that she didn't realize how drunk she was, which goes to show how distracted she is by Eddie, that she's not focused on her friends. Okay. But then once Audrey started to really kind of act a little crazy, Joey's like, I'm thinking, never mind. Like, you don't need any more alcohol because I see now how drunk you are. You know, that she's like, ugh, whatever. And then she starts acting crazy and throwing bottles and like doing dumb shit. And then she tries to express her concern for her friend. And then she's just like, nah, screw you. you yeah, know? She, she wants it both ways and she can't have it that way. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. So so we're, we're dealing with that. Audrey is a narcissist. She's something, all right. She's dealing with, she's dealing, I don't know what she's fucking dealing with. We don't really know that much about her past, though. You know no. what I mean? Not really. We know she's a rich girl. Um. All right, well... We've got a taste of it, but I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. All right, so let's get back to the opening scene. <laughs> hey, we may have gone off a tangent, but at least it was related to the show. True, 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 true. So he's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's about right. She's like, what does that mean? And he's like, Cape Side. I'm from Cape Side. Like, he makes fun of her. And she's like, you've got me all wrong. I'm a girl from the wrong side of the tracks. You don't want to mess with the likes of me. And he's like, I kind of like that. Nothing like a fancy girl slumming it. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, again, he's making these preconceived notions that she's some rich girl from some beachy, you know, but whatever. Her, the way she reacts to him, she's like, whatever. Tonight we rumble. Instead of being like, hey, Eddie, guess what? I lived in a shack my whole life. Uh, my dad's in jail. Giving him like, a rundown of her whole life. Maybe he would shut the fuck up about his preconceived notions about her and judge. I I agree. I don't understand why she's not calling him out on his bullshit when it comes to this stuff. I mean, granted, I understand her not wanting to like blow all of her, you know, her life story to this dude. But at the same time, like I'd be getting annoyed at this point. I'd be like, listen, you keep calling me some spoiled rich girl. I'm telling you now I lived in a shack my entire life raised by my sister and her, you know, boyfriend and my and i pretty much raised i helped raise my my nephew because my sister got pregnant at a young age so oh yeah and then my dad burnt down our restaurant and she travels everywhere by a boat she travels everywhere by a boat (laughs) yeah a little dinghy right and then my dad burned down the restaurant because he was trying to hide the fact that he was selling drugs again after he went to prison the first time. So now he's back in prison, but then he left again and then decided not to contact us because he didn't want to screw us up. Oh, yeah. And by the way, my mom died when I was young from cancer. So like, Eddie, shut the fuck up. You know nothing about me. Like, exactly. meanwhile, meanwhile, he judges her constantly and he knows she knows nothing about him, but she's not doing that. She's trying to get to know him and he wants trying to, get to actually nothing. genuinely get to know him. And all he wants to do is throw his preconceived notions and assumptions at her. Oh, so weird. You're right. They are very toxic. He's toxic. I don't like him. So she tells him she'll be there later because he's working a double. She's going to be there to watch Hell's Bells play because Audrey's performing. He's like, why would you want to be here? On your only night off. And she's like, basically like, well, I can see you. Blah, blah, blah. So and then. trying to get to know this guy. And I just, I don't know. You like genuinely get to know him. Yeah. So she goes to leave and he's like, I'll see you later, Joey. And then she gives him her, her best tongue against her front teeth smile. Oh, yeah. That like, that like flirty thing that she does. Like he, that's what it reminds me of when she does it. I feel like a noise should come out of her, out of her throat saying he. She's like, that's. <laughs> She's like, 
Eddie. Look, I could have played Joey Potter. Watch. All right, you pretend you're Eddie and be like, I'll see you later, Joey. I'll see you later, Joey. <laughs> oh my God, she looks just like that. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. All of that. All of that. You got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. You have to put this on YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody somewhere will pay money for it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So we got the opening credits. Then we come back. <laughs> it's the opening credits. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're not even through halfway through the show. I feel like I've talked about everything I wanted to talk about almost too. So, I mean, maybe this episode will go faster and I won't have to reiterate so much. But like, well, I already said this, so. <laughs> um, Jack and Jen are walking in the Freeman's class and Jen's like, what's going on with David? And he's like, well, we had coffee, we talked and that's it. I don't want to jinx it, Jen. And she's like, come on, you got to give me something. Because she's so sexually frustrated right now. She's like, I'm trying to figure out why CJ won't, like, date me. Like, I got to know why C- Like, she wants CJ so bad. And she's, like, grabbing onto Jack's arm. His, like, muscly arm because she's so horny. And he's like, Jen, like, get off of me. Like, <laughs> like leave me alone. <laughs> she's like... Wait, Jack, just let me touch your rippling muscles one more time. (laughs) So he's like to her regarding CJ. He's like, don't you think you've given this the old college try? You said so yourself. This much effort's beneath you. She's like, hey, you can't hold that against me. I was was party, Jen. I was wearing a wig. I would say anything. And she's like, can I come hang out with you and David after class? Because they're going to like hang out later. She's like, fine, bring Grams too. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to see Grams. And then we never do. No, we definitely didn't. Sad. I know. I would have loved to see Grams. So then Freeman shows up and he tells the class that he is leaving after their final because he's going to Boston because he wrote some fucking book of essays, like bullshit book. And Jack, whatever. Jack looks so disappointed. And I was like, why? They just had it out. Like last episode. Why is he so disappointed? I I know, right? I would have been like, Jack's all happy. like. <laughs> Chen's all like, did you know about this? He's like, no. I know. Why would he know, though? Like, she, he hasn't no, told her anything. They had, a, they had a budding relationship, I guess. I don't know. But or maybe Jack... she was Maybe she was just hoping Jack was hyper paying attention to him. Oh. Like, people usually do when they have crushes. They pay attention to everything. They kind of stalk them a little. I think she was hoping he was stalking. Kind of oh. like how she's doing with CJ. Yeah. But CJ doesn't want any of that. No, because she wants a relationship and he just wants to get his nuts off. So Freeman invites everybody to the book signing later. And he's like, I hope, I hope everybody's there. (laughs) But he tells everybody that this was his favorite class. He's like, you guys were a great class. It was one of my favorites. And I wrote, yeah, because of Jack. (laughs) Is that what you wrote? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, because of Jack. (laughs) Jack. So Joey comes home. This is when, when she sees Audrey picking out clothes for tonight. And Audrey's complaining that she has no more sex clothes because Pacey Witter has pillaged my fashion sense. And Joey's like, you mean there are clothes that show off your chest even more? Audrey's like, yeah, I want to show off these puppies tonight at your lame job. (laughs) She's so mean. So Joey says, yeah, I'll be there. Like, you'll have my full undivided attention. And that's when Audrey's like, oh, it'll be nice for you to show your face around here again. Like, you've been so absent lately. She's like, I thought maybe you and Pacey would have wanted some private time, like alone time. And she's like, well, you're too late for that. I dumped him four months. If you're four months too late for that, I dumped him. Wait, so she says four months too late. 
Is this supposed to be four months later from October? I don't think so. I no, think because they didn't have Christmas. How yet. long were they together for? I don't think they were together that long. Because so I interpreted were... it as like she should have dumped him in the beginning. Oh. But I don't know. I was confused by that too. I thought she meant like they were together for four months, and you're like, no, I dumped him like four months too late. That's no, how they... I took it. Because they started really dating around spring break time, so that would have been like march april may june july august september october so mm-hmm. they're around like the six month mark at this point does it does it say it online what the timing is supposed to be mm-hmm. for this episode what this aired in no to- this aired in november but it doesn't say like when it actually took place but she mentions it happened on halloween she says to her it happened on that horrible halloween so they're yeah. obviously in november now Right, we didn't have any Thanksgiving episodes yet. We didn't have any like Christmas episodes or anything. I'm looking ahead, and everybody's still in sweaters and shit, so it couldn't have been that long. So maybe she meant she should have dropped. Maybe she should have broke up with him four months ago. I think that's what she meant. Is was was that's the impression that I got? Like I broke up with him four months too late. Like that's the impression that I got. Like she broke. She should have broke up with him four months ago. Instead, she waited. Or additional amount. That's what that's how I interpreted it. That's how I'm like, gonna it, take it too. It's still too cold. It's still too cold for it to be four months ago. You know what I mean? Like we didn't even have any of the holiday episodes yet. And we always have holiday episodes. And the Christmas episode we didn't have yet, because that's the one with Pacey when they go back to I think they end up at Pacey's parents' house or his dad's house or whatever. No, they go they go back to um Dawson's for Christmas. Something like that. Maybe it's a balance between the two. Somebody's car ends up through something. It's Audrey. Audrey drives it into something. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember she's that. Drunk. Yeah. So, yeah, something like this. They invite her. She crashes it. I don't know. So Joey's confused. She's like, when did you dump Pacey? And she's like, hello, mid-midlife crisis? Would it kill you to keep up? And Joey's like, wait, when did this happen? And she's like, the horror that was Halloween. I don't want to talk about it. And I was like, fuck you, Audrey. Like, how could you not tell her? Like, everything you said earlier was true. Like, why you live together? And Joey even says that. Like, we could have had a bathroom sidebar at some point. You could have Right, or that. something. Because, like, she's been here. Here she has been giving them privacy and not being around on purpose to give them that privacy. When, in reality, that wasn't needed. But how is she supposed to know that if you don't tell her? So then, yeah, you, you don't. Because Audrey's just a fucking asshole now. Yeah. She's like, I assumed you'd hear from Pacey anyway. And Audrey's like, or Joey's like, why? I'm your roommate. This is what happens when you assume things. You make an ass out of you and me. That's that's how that's what how you spell assume, guys. Ass you me. You make an ass out of yourself and me. Okay? Assume. Break it down. That's how you spell it. Ass you me. Don't assume things. Okay? That's my PSA for the day. (laughs) Your PSAs are back. (laughs) (laughs) Joey's like we live together just because I've been running around doesn't mean I don't have time for you. And she fucking apologizes to Audrey for like not being around. But I was like, what? all I know that Joey does on this show is work and go to school. And she babysat a kid. That's all she's ever done. This poor girl has just always worked, gone to school and attempted to hold on to a social life. Because she didn't work last last season. She wasn't working anywhere. She, she no. came back and got a job at the bar and now she goes to school all the time. Or class. Yeah. She's not she's not present because she's busy with her schooling and her her fucking job. So like and, and definitely not with her roommate who is, you know, 
up until recently with her boyfriend all the fucking time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's what was going on when she was with Pacey. She was with Pacey all the time. And then when Pacey right. started working, then it's, oh, you're ignoring me, blah, 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 blah. And then she starts partying. That's true. And partying. The girl was never around. So Joey assumed you're probably with Pacey because that's where you've been. So I'm going to have a life. That's true. Yeah. All, Joey's just assuming she's with Pacey. And she's like, well, she's not going to miss me. She's with her boyfriends. She's always with Pacey. She's always because she's always been with Pacey. She's always with Pacey. Good point. The moment that they started getting serious, they were inseparable until he started getting a job. And then it was, wah, 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 wah. but they were still together. <laughs> and now like, she's fucking like, Joey's like, okay, well, you're not home. You're probably with him. So this is what I'm, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to attempt to have a social life. Maybe I can get a boyfriend too. And if something's wrong, she'll tell me. Nothing to Joey has changed, but all of a sudden shit's changed and she's supposed to know it. What? So um, Joey's like, you know, I like Joey's trying to like help her. And and Audrey's like, it would have been great hearing your ex-girlfriend wisdom at the time, but I'm done reliving it. And she's like, why are you mad? Like, why are you mad, Joey? Joey, now? So Joey's like confused. She's like, what did I do? She's like, sorry. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. I don't even know what to to say to this, but okay. So then we cut to Jack, Jen, and David at the cafeteria, because that's where they were meeting. No grams. And Jen tells Jack, she's like, do you know your apartment looks like the one from My Two Dads? And I was like, yeah, she's she's not wrong. (laughs) It did. Um, I don't know what that is. It's an old 80s sitcom, so. Oh. Uh, David asks Jack out on a date, and Jen's like, this is crazy. You gay guys have it so easy. Straight boys are never so straight, as in, like, straightforward. Right. And, um... Sometimes girls aren't easy either, so... No. Man, saying. And not for nothing, but gay guys aren't either. Like, gay guys are fucking annoying. I think it's Uh, just people in general. Nobody can be that straightforward. Some people can be. The ones who have balls and aren't afraid to get rejected. Everybody else is like, I'm going to beat her on the bush. Maybe I'll get an answer before I can fully commit. Otherwise, I'm going to get hurt. And I don't want to get hurt. So I want to know it's a sure thing before I'm forward about it. I don't think I so would they- either. If somebody was like, if I was trying to go, go on a date with somebody and they rejected me, especially if I didn't know them, I'd be like, all right, whatever. You don't know me. So I wouldn't take it so hard. I would just be like, yeah. Well, some people do, especially when they build up this whole thing in their head, like, oh, my God, I'm in love with this person, or I really like this person, or I have such a big crush on this person, it'll be so heartbroken. It's different when you're younger. Now, now it's different. We have experience, we have wisdom, we have understanding that they're not the only person in the sea. But when you're a kid, it's like your whole world. It's like love, dude, your heart just, it breaks if it if it doesn't work out, or you get like, declined or denied or rejected or whatever you want to call it you know what i mean uh it's different when you're young i don't know so much about the 20s i don't remember did i ever really get heartbroken? i mean no, probably I teenagers definitely you know what i mean it's a scary thing adults us now not so much but like, um, i was never rejected so never had well, you've been in like the same relationship <laughs> for like a hundred years 
Um, anyway, so... What I don't understand is why Jen doesn't see and accept the signs with CJ. And like, Jack's basically telling her every chance he gets. Like, I mean, yeah. I, what The only thing that kind of sucks about it is nobody's just straight up going, Jen, he's not interested. But the hints are enough of a bomb to get her to just be like, oh. But she's not letting it go. She's like a dog with a bone. And a bone that's barely in her mouth. So, like, I don't even... I don't really get it. Because you would think Jen, who has his experience with boys, and she has, in the past, shown so much wisdom when dealing with the opposite sex with her friends that all of a sudden, yeah. when it comes to her, it's like she's she's like a 12-year-old. She doesn't know what the hell's going on. She's throwing herself at this guy, and this guy's like, he's being polite, but that's it. And she even mentioned in the last episode, she's like, I mean, he's just playing hard to get, you know what I mean? Like, he's just not interested. Normally, I would just be like, stand off, like, oh, like, he's not interested, but, like, he'll be mine. Like, where did that confidence come from? When you know in the past that somebody who's putting you off this much, like, it's not going to work, but all of a sudden you're like, but I'll have him, don't worry. Like, what? <laughs> what? What? He's right. Well, he's not interested. Just let it go. Let that dog lie and go move on. Like, and then she sets herself up for it today, like, in this episode with this kiss later. And, like, you see it, her eyes turn into the soft, mooing, gooey thing. I'm like, girl, he ain't even reading that sign. He's not on the same page, and you know it. What are you doing? You're not drinking. Why are you making well, this? I'm in this scene, David even says to her that CJ doesn't date. And she's just like, why? Tell me why. Why? Does he jump right into the sack? Tell me. Is it coffee to condoms? And David's like, no, he just doesn't date at all. He's His life is sort of complicated. And he's like... I don't think I should talk about it. And Jen's just like, I want to know. I this should know. be enough of a red flag to give him his space and be like, okay, well, if he's not dating and I'm interested, but he doesn't want to talk about it, if I can't approach him and he doesn't want to approach me, like, it's time to back the fuck off. Back off, you looking desperate, bitch. It is weird. <laughs> it me. is very weird that they're having her do this. It's not, it's a very, it's not a Jen personality trait that I've ever seen in her this entire show. We're I guess on, what the sixth season and i've never seen her behave this way she's supposed to be the mature one not this like lust-filled eyed teenager who like can't read social cues you know i feel like in the beginning of the season she said something to cj that she was trying to make a better effort to make new friends or something this isn't but, making new friends, though. This is no, different. but I think she's just trying to. Maybe she's just trying to change her way of thinking or doing things. I don't know. Maybe because she did say because he. I guess he said something to her about you should change the way you look at yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. How you perceive yourself, and while I understand, like if you don't like who you are as a person, look at yourself and make an assessment and figure out what it is that you don't like about your person, and then and then you know make a decision on how you want to better yourself all for that but i don't understand how this jen is bettering herself because to me it looks like she's throwing herself at a dude who isn't interested and she's not taking a hint that's how i see it too i think it's weird right so like whatever they're trying to do with her is not correlating with like if it's related to her trying to look at herself in a different light like it's not correlating with that because to me it just looks like she's taking the worst parts of herself throwing herself like she's like like a you know like a like a preteen or like a, a new teenager or whatever and just throwing herself at dudes that's this is what i see and i like she's fixated on this dude who's not interested and she's literally just like following herself at him 
It's called ego tripping at the gates of hell. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I just I just don't think that her viewing herself and trying to change her outlook on the things that she doesn't like about herself. I don't I just don't see how this is any better. I think she was great the way that she was. She was responsible. She was you know, wise in her years because of her experiences. And she used that knowledge to help not only herself, but those around her. And now all of a sudden, it's like all of that wisdom that she's gained and her experiences are just flushed down the toilet. It's like she's a brand new, wiped clean, you know, teenager who's got no idea what they're doing and how to read social cues. Like, I'm fucking confused. I don't know what they're doing, but I don't like it. Bring the old Jen back. Yeah, so Jen's like, we should invite CJ because they all agree to go to Hell's Kitchen now because Audrey's playing. And Jack's like, Jen, maybe we should not invite him. Like, I don't think we should do that. And David's like, no, we should invite CJ. But he really doesn't date. And that's when Jen's like, why? Why, 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 why? And Jen's literally like hanging on to every word that he says. Jack says, Jen, will you stop using my friend as your deep throat, please? And then David looks at Jack like, hey... A gay joke? Oh my god. Deep throat. Only gay guys do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so Not then true. So then CJ comes walking up to meet them and Jen literally like jumps out of her chair and asks CJ out. <laughs> She's like, yeah, sure. And then that's when Freeman comes in looking for Jack and it's so obvious. It looks like they have like a... <laughs> <laughs> the way he walks in the cafeteria looking for Jack, he just stands there staring at him. And David even says, like, I think he wants to talk to you. <laughs> he looks like he's got a pee. <laughs> he's like summoning him. It's so weird. They go outside and Freeman tells Jack that he keeps thinking about the first conversation that they had about him feeling motivated in a, in a long time. I don't want to take that away from you, Jack. I feel like you deserve that college experience. <laughs> Jack's like, look, I'll keep applying myself. But it's more of like, I feel like Jack got over whatever bullshit happened in the last episode. And now he's sort of just like talking to him like a human being, I guess. Because yeah. for some reason, Freeman has just acknowledged that he's a gay man now and is going to flirt with Jack for the rest of the episode. Because <laughs> he's like, he left his wife, I think. And he, yeah. he tells him that his wife's not going with him. He's like a he's like a free agent. Come yeah. with me, Jack. Come with me. Uh no, this isn't happening now. You had your chance, you blew it. <laughs> so stupid. But he really wants Jack to attend his book signing tonight. And Jack's like, I'll think about it. Don't get your hopes up. And I'm like, please, he's gonna show up. Pacey is at work, and Rich tells them that they all passed their series seven with flying colors, and he calls them all pansies, which is another uh, gay joke right quote unquote joke i was like if somebody in our office came in and was like you all passed your series seven you all pansies they would have been fired like on the spot <laughs> i've been like nobody says that anymore okay buddy <laughs> uh that's an hr issue yeah so he's like tonight we celebrate by flying to new orleans for 24 hours that's it 24 hours they go and they cut to this, like, found footage of New Orleans. And it's, like, um, stock photo or stock video of, like, the, the city and everything. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, they're, like, on Bourbon Street. <laughs> That's what it was, Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street, yeah. Uh, the infamous Bourbon Street. 
So they're in like a, it looks like they're in a casino. I don't know. And Pacey's yeah, they're definitely talking, in a casino. Pacey's talking to some blonde chick. And I, I know what the inside of the casinos look like now, you know, so. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> um, all these women that are around them look manufactured. They all look exactly the same. Oh, yeah. They're probably all, you know, whatever. Ladies of the night, but, you know. I know. I feel like they were. Honestly, all- for the most part, all the casinos look the same aside from the carpeting, all the designs in the carpeting. They're always these shapes and circles, but they're all like from the 80s, I swear. All, <laughs> Just different all casinos. Every casino is the same thing to me. They, they're exactly the same thing every single yeah. time I go I go to a casino. I go there for food. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, for food. I literally don't go there for anything else unless I need a souvenir for somebody or... um. Food. Yeah. Souvenirs and food. That's what I go there for. So um, he's talking to this chick and she's like, there's a lot to do while you're here. And he's like, oh, I've, I drove through here with my girlfriend. She's like, oh, you have a girlfriend? And he's like, oh, well, no, she dumped me. And she's like, I gotta go. Bye, Percy. <laughs> <laughs> so then he turns to the woman next to him who looked like she was like 50, this, this lady. And she goes, I don't do guys in mourning. I was like, oh, all right. Well, he was obviously eavesdropping. Yeah, it was pretty up up front. She was just, don't waste your time. So then, um, he goes over to Rich, who's hanging out with this one girl who looks exactly like Alexis Bellino from Real Housewives of Orange County. I did a double take because I really thought it was her when she was younger, but it wasn't. And Rich is giving Pacey shit because he's like pathetic with all these women, and he's like, I thought you would have been my only competition, pa- or witter. He doesn't call him Pacey witter pacey's like look women appreciate the sensitive type <laughs> and rich is like well, how's that working for you pacey or witter how's that working for you witter <laughs> and he's like uh well <laughs> it's not you know it's kind of funny about this thing right so we find out i don't want to think i want to say this before i forget right so i mean when we get to this scene we'll find out basically this woman that they're about to to reach out to or I don't, should I just say it? I'm just going to say it. So, um, say it. (laughs) Oh, but we didn't get to the scene yet, but we've been bouncing around all over the place anyway. So anyways, all right. Pacey starts hooking up with this blonde girl that they met at the casino and we find out that she was hired by his boss Mm -hmm. or whatever. So she's an escort. And, um, what's interesting about that is they're all dressed the same. If you notice every single girl, like you kind of mentioned it earlier, how they all just look the same. All these yeah. people that they're talking to, all the women, they're all carbon copies of each other. They're all blonde in black, like short dresses, kind of alone. Right. So they're <laughs> basically this dude is just always surrounded by escorts. He has no game unless he buys it. Yeah. Like this dude is literally always surrounded by the same types of girls. Like I'm pretty much convinced that this man, he's got no game. He can't get a girl. No. Not with that face. Not with that long face. He definitely can't. No, no, not at all. So yeah, Rich is a dirtbag. So he we did. cut to Hell's. We cut to Hell's kitchen. Eddie's pouring two margaritas, and Joey's sitting in front of him, like drinking a soda or something. I don't know what she's fucking. Goo eyes and not paying attention to her friend, completely getting shit faced behind her. I know she's like goo goo gaga. I don't even think Audrey even realized she was there when she goes up. She she notices Joey sitting there. So Joey never even went over to talk to Audrey. So that says something. No, she just focused on this Elliot dude. Eddie. <laughs> Eddie. Whatever. Eddie. It started with an E. I was close. 
So instead of, instead of two L's, it's two D's. It's fine. So he's like, everything is so magical when you see it from the other side. I thought Eddie sounded so gay in that in that moment when he was talking. I thought he was. It sounded he sounded a little gay. It was so funny. Maybe he was giving his character a little bit of something extra. I don't know. A little pizzazz because he was at a bar. I don't know. But I did. I didn't really. Well, I didn't really notice. I wasn't paying that close of attention. Probably should have been. It was weird. He had like a weird lisp all of a sudden. So he's like, how was class? And she's like, the usual. Maybe it's spit in his mouth. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, she. He's like, how was class? And she's like, the usual. Hudson was a prick. And... He, she says, your Sam and Diane argument from this morning was weak. Sam definitely made more money. They're like talking. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but the topic of money comes up. The Sam and Diane argument thing is about cheers. They're talking about cheers. And um, he says, yeah. But show? I, yeah, because they're Sam and Diane. And he says, yeah, but I make more money than your Worthington colleagues who don't need a job. But that doesn't put us in the same bracket. I was like, what are they talking about? I'm so confused. So that's when Audrey comes up. You mean up. like bracket wise? Yeah, like, you know, how, how much money they have. Because he says so he has more money. I, I can explain, okay? <laughs> I can explain this. I actually understand this. So bartenders don't get paid as much as like college people. I guess it kind of depends. Like at least out here, you can actually make a lot of money. But it's not on how much you make hourly. It's based off tips. Tips doesn't put you in a higher tax bracket. Because it all comes down to what you gross tax, what you pay, like what your income is. But ta- like tips aren't really considered income in certain places, depending on how they do their books. So it's like that. Ta- like tips are like under the table, basically. Right. So he could make more money, not on the tax bracket, book wise. Like it uh, won't look like it because he's getting tipped out, and the tipped out is where he gets his money from. Whereas everybody else who's educated has these bigger jobs. Where all their money is coming from their paycheck, that puts them in a higher tax bracket than what oh. he is, because they get paid more hourly, but he gets more money because he gets tipped. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, but <laughs> that's what he's talking about when he's saying like I make more money, but I'm not in the same tax bracket. That's that's what he's talking about. He makes more money because he gets tipped out, I but he's not in the same tax bracket because he doesn't get paid as much hourly as everybody else. That's all. Yeah, that I get. Why they went from the show to that, I don't know. But I understand what he's talking about. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, what, yeah. what the fuck is this about now? I don't know. Um, that's when Audrey comes up and she hits on Eddie. And she wants a shot because she's she's like, she has the shakes. I was like, well, maybe because she's an alcoholic, she has the shakes. Yeah, she's um, withdrawing, I guess. That's when she doesn't even notice sitting there. Joey's sitting there. She like hugs her. She's like, oh my God, Joey, I'm your best friend, even though I was angry at you earlier. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she was so mean to her that earlier. Mm-hmm. Probably because she wasn't drunk. So she was having feelings. But now she's not having feelings because she's drunk. That's true. No, she's not angry. She's she, Yeah, she's disguising everything. Yeah. So she throws money on the bar. And she's like buying around for the future boyfriends of America. And Eddie's like, who did her parents buy off to get her into Worthington? I was like, that actually is what happens. Cause she, <laughs> cause I mean, yeah. When her mom came to visit, her mom said that to her. Joey's like, Eddie, are you all right? You're in a bad fucking mood, per usual. And he's like, I'm fine. I just hate working with Sam because he can't flirt or insult. And Joey's like, I'll be back. I have to go stroke Audrey's ego. And I think part of why Joey maybe let this go on for so long with her is because she probably felt bad because she was mad at her. Yeah. 
I mean, besides the fact that she may not have been fully aware of how drunk she was, she was probably just trying, like, all right, well, she's mad at me. Like, I wanted to have a good time and relax. She's obviously stressed. She broke up with Pacey. Fine. But then she realized, like, how drunk this girl actually is. Oh, my God. It's so bad. We cut to Freeman's book signing. Jack shows up in his brown leather jacket. They make small talk. They have this weird moment because Jack makes a comment about people thinking the class was really just Entertainment Weekly. And Freeman's like, did you feel that way, Jack? And Jack says, did I ever seem less than riveted? And there's this like awkward pause. And Jack's like, uh, your wife must not be too happy that you're moving to Chicago. And he's like, she's not going. We decided to part ways. So Jack's like, your wife must not be too happy that you're moving. And that's when he's like, well, she's not going. I don't want to get into it because I'll just talk in circles trying to figure out what went wrong. I was like, what do you mean? You told her, I'm sure you said I'm gay, but he's having a child with her. So I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't know. Co-parent. It doesn't matter anyway. This is Freeman's last episode. Yeah, we never see him again. So Freeman's like to Jack, why did you decide to come? I thought you had somewhere to be. And he always he always talks like this. I thought you had somewhere to be, Jack. Why did you decide to come? <laughs> and Jack's like, no, no, I'm fine. I, I have some time. I just wanted to see you one last time. Now they're all happy to be together. Stupid. I was fine with them not liking each other. <laughs> I don't like this, like, weird thing they're doing in this episode. I guess he's, Jack's trying not to, like, burn any bridges with people or, or whatever, but... I was yeah. fine with him just being like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't know. I think Jack is trying to come from a place of understanding where it's just like, listen, I get it. You've just been in the closet way longer than me. Like, it's fine. He did it with Eric sure. last season, too. And then he started yeah. dating him, I guess. It's so weird. Well, not this one, not this time, because he even said in the end when he's talking to um David, David. Yeah. Yeah, you remember. Hey, when he was talking to David, like, I just wanted to make sure I'm not repeating the same steps that I was repeating before. You yeah. know what I mean? So Jack is aware. He's making that initiative. He's closing those bridges and he's burning them edges. And now it's done. It's not going to pop up again. And then he can move on. He's doing the right thing. And he's doing it without, you know, setting the whole castle on fire. So go Jack. <laughs> what? That's funny. Because <laughs> he's not setting the whole castle on fire. <laughs> All right. So now we are with Jen, David, and CJ. They're at Hell's Kitchen waiting for Jack. Jen's like, I don't I have no idea why he's taking so long. It must be a hair-related issue. And David's like, Well, I find that kind of flattering. I, I don't think David's attractive. I'm sorry. I find him he looks like a little troll to me. I don't know what it is. He's I short. never he's very I, short. He's a tiny yeah. guy. I never you thought this mean? actor was attractive at all. Yeah. And I know that it's sounds mean. No, I get it. It's but because like, he's not your type, though. You like bigger bears. This guy is the polar opposite. He's yeah. short. He's little. He's a little guy. He's just not I your type. That they would like, I, until they get to, to him, he's a to you, he's a troll. Because he's but small. Until they get to Doug, Jack is never with anybody that's compatible, like, comparable. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Dougie! I miss Dougie. Doug is extremely... I never realized how much I miss Doug. Um, yeah. Like... (laughs) I miss Doug. I never realized how much I miss Doug until you just said his name. I know. But, like, and and so is Jack. Like, they're both very attractive people. So, 
no, they're just they're just not as like attractive as Jack, which is fine, but I feel like Doug was a, a really good match for him. And obviously we'll see that when we get to the series finale. I concur. Although we didn't really, if I remember correctly, we didn't really see uh Doug and Jack interact too much. No. I don't remember them oh, interacting. There's... So we don't really know what their chemistry level is. Because I remember when we see them at the end and he ends up with Jen's baby, that I'm totally blown away that they ended up together and that Doug finally came out of the closet. I love that. Um, I remember seeing that. I fucking loved that that they did that. And I, I was waiting for that too, Jamie. I remember being like, they're going to be together. I know it. I loved it. I didn't see it coming. I did. Um. So David goes to the bar and leaves CJ and Jen by themselves. And... Jen's like, thank you for coming, CJ. I know this isn't, like, your thing. And he's like, well, nothing like good company, and I can't speak for the music yet. And she's like, oh, Audrey's a stellar performer. And he's like, well, how is Audrey doing lately? And Jen's like, oh, she's doing great. And then they cut to Audrey, who's, like, down in shots with, like, all these guys uh, just being, like, a total alcoholic. And CJ's like, you know, she looks depressed. And Jen's like... (laughs) Audrey's not depressed. (laughs) And he goes, it's easy not to look at when you're doing your damnedest not to feel it. And Jen's like, hmm, maybe. But she's like noticing that he's like looking at her. It's so weird. Like he's just, CJ's just staring at at Audrey this whole time. Like he wants to be her goddamn savior. (laughs) It's weird. So it's he's like dreamy staring at her at one point. Like at one point he was looking at her like he's trying to read her and understand what she's doing because he sees her for her behavior. But then he's kind of like Googling her. So weird. And I don't like it. And here's why. So I already had a spoiler earlier when I when we looked it up and I said, you know, OK, it looks like they sleep together. Now, do we think that she was sober by the end of this episode or that she sobered up by the time they yeah. hooked up? She says it. She's like, I'm sober. All right. right, Well, then never mind. I'll leave that alone because I was going to say, is he taking advantage of her? But I guess he's not that much of a dick. He just doesn't want an actual relationship. He wants a booty call. And it looks like that's what Audrey wants, too. So I take back what I was thinking. I feel like I I feel like I I started to really hate CJ by the end of this. I just don't I don't remember. Probably because of the whole situation with Jen. What bothers me is he knows that Jen likes her and he hasn't put her like let her down on it because he still wants something from her. He wants her to join his cult <laughs> is what I'm going to call no, it. No, he tells uh, her he lets her know by the end of the episode, though. Well, yeah, but like he dragged her on and pulled her on the string. Like, I just I feel like she was too obvious that he should have ended that shit before it began. And then to turn around and then sleep with one of her friends that he knows that they're friends. That's not cool. You I got think a girl who likes you, even if you turned her down. She likes you, and you're gonna turn around and sleep with her friend. This sounds familiar to you. I feel like we've got this like same theme going on in rotation here. Well, yeah, it's Dawson's Creek. Now, I think he wants Jen for a specific reason because he wants her to join his his help group. Right. Yeah. And he sees that Audrey needs help, but I feel like again he just wants to fuck her. So he's like, "Oh, two birds, one stone." You know. She's hot. She's got a great rack, and she's a mess like me. Perfect. She is a fucking mess. <laughs> All right. So now we're back in NOLA. And this is when Rich and Pacey approach a blonde woman who turns out to be a prostitute. Uh, her name is Denise. And she's played by Jamie Bergman, who is married to David Boreanaz. Did you know that? 
No, I didn't. She's very pretty. And I don't think that they go by prostitutes. They go by escorts these days. I don't know. Oh, Just whatever. make sure. Prostitute, escort, sex worker. It's all the same bullshit. I don't care. <laughs> I support it. Um, uh, all right. <laughs> um, wait, so they're still married to this day. I David I look- and her? Yeah, so they're still married. All right, so they approach this woman, Denise, and Rich is being a total creep to her, and he's like, I feel like... More so than normal, where I was even a little sus. But because he felt like he could, because like you said, he's just paying for all this shit, you know what I mean? Right, but the whole thing was to set up Pacey to look like the nice guy to make Pacey seem yeah. like, oh, she actually chose me, and I'm, I'm. This is this is a normal interaction when really it was a paid interaction, and she was going to end up with him anyways, regardless of how. Like Pacey probably could have just completely been like a dick to her, and it wouldn't have mattered. She was a sure thing. Yeah, pretty much. Rich tells her, "You have breasts that are begging to be touched." I was like, "He's so disgusting." Yeah, and she's like, has- "Your testicles need to be castrated." <laughs> Like, and you have testicles that are needing to be castrated or dude, it was really funny the way she shot back at him. Yeah. Well, they end up going back to his room. They're like, they connect, they go back to the room and they're like hot and heavy. And she's like, Hey, I love the foreplay and all, but um, we've been going at this for a while. And he's like, okay, I promise to not care about your needs. I'll try not to care about your needs. And she's like, well, uh, we got to, like, move this along. Your friend only paid for, like, he, she didn't, he didn't pay for the whole night. And he's like, what? And Yeah, realized, she just, like, she's like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, I really thought we had, like, a connection. And he's like, I can't do this. And she's like, well, I don't have to leave. And he's like, no, you don't. You can stay. And then Pacey leaves. Yeah, you stay as long as you want. But I've got to go up a conversation with somebody. Which, honestly, I'm a little disappointed in that conversation because I thought Pacey was going to throw hands and he didn't. He like I was I waiting felt, for him to throw a punch. I felt like it was better that he didn't, honestly, because then he it is, job. It is better, you know what I mean, job-wise, that he didn't throw punches, but I really wanted him to throw a punch. I, felt, I feel like Rich was such a crumb in this situation, right? But I also yeah. feel like Pacey kind of overreacted a little bit. I feel like he could have just left it as is, like just said, look, I don't feel comfortable doing this now because this is weird. And just said, he definitely like, shouldn't have made a big deal in the middle of the street surrounded by the rest of the co-workers. Because, all his minions. Yeah. Like he literally just got all these like minions falling suit around. He's like, yeah, dude, free pussy and drinks. And I don't care money, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and they, all, all those d-bags had fucking women hanging off of them like they were so that's what i mean and pacey is nothing (laughs) like those dudes in that kind of respect you know what i mean like he all it takes is for one of them to say you know this kid did all of this and the rest of them will just follow suit because they're sheep you know what i mean and they'll just completely turn on pacey pacey's the odd man out in this group he is not one of them so it's going to be really easy for them to turn on him, which they don't. Somehow they work it out because he's in this job for a little bit and he starts to get really good at it until he starts losing money or whatever. But I definitely agree with you. I wanted him for the drama aspect to throw hands. But at the same time, I do agree with you. He definitely should have just let it go. He shouldn't have confronted him like that, surrounded by his you know minions. So... Yeah, I I think everything that he did with him during that on scene Bourbon was, Street, <laughs> it was so silly. 
Um, yeah, I'm glad that he didn't fight Rich because Rich is just a piece of shit. He, and he's Although I think Rich deserves it. He deserves it, but not yet. Yeah, right. Pacey needs to wait till he's not working with him anymore. <laughs> so we cut to Hell's Kitchen and um this is when Audrey comes up to the uh, bar to buy another drink and Eddie cuts her off. Joey's trying to be like, you're being a little hard on her, Eddie. Just give her another drink. She's nervous. And he's like, no, I'm not letting her like destroy the bar on my watch. Audrey's like, sounds to me like he needs to get laid. He takes his job way too seriously. And she's like, what's it like looking down the barrel of a gun and seeing a janitor's uniform and a bus pass? And Eddie's like... And Joey looks mortified and doesn't say anything. And Audrey's like, uh, you'll get me another beer, right, sweetie? And Joey's like, no. And Audrey's like, what is this bar run by Donna Reed and Mr. Rogers? <laughs> and then she like puts the bottle down and it breaks. And Eddie loses his mind. He's like, get her out of here. She's drunk. And she's like, did you not just witness my magnificent force? <laughs> That I thought was funny. <laughs> oh, like what? What is this? Like a Star Wars reference right now, lady? Chill <laughs> out. Like she just placed the bottle down and broke in pieces. Like she's that strong. Emma comes down to grab Audrey. She's like, "We're warming up, Audrey. You're supposed to be up that, don't you hear us warming up? We're not doing it for fun." And she's like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that you were doing that. And she's like, I love you. And and Emma's like, all right, come on, you're drunk. So Joey's like to Eddie, you know, I'm not her keeper. And Eddie says, yeah, it's worse, actually. You're her friend. And Joey's like, come on. Uh, Audrey starts singing One Way or Another by Blondie. And she sounds great. She's like in tune. You would never even know that she, she did. And then... Something just, like, clicked in her brain, and she starts acting like a maniac. Like, she bumps into one of the bassists, and then she goes and she's fucking with the amplifier, or the the whatever, the speaker. And, um, oh no, she pushed over the microphone stand, and Emma's, like, still playing the drums, and she's looking at her like, what the fuck are you doing? She goes into the crowd, and she gets up on the bar. She's, like, kicking drinks all over the place. Like, turning on the beer, uh spout or whatever and she's like kicking the food the tap, <laughs> the, yeah, tap. The, tap. <laughs> the beer spout <laughs> you know she's turning on the beer she chucks the bottle at the wall and they duck and then at the end of the her song she just spits on the bar <laughs> like a dirt ball <laughs> she's just odd. she's a nut did oh you ever do you want to do they like did all right do like Magnetic septum piercings exist because the placement of this thing, it looked real to me for a little bit there. Like even later, it was like a little bit crooked. And I'm like, oh, shit. That reminds me of when I first got mine done. You know what I mean? Like it was even placed correctly in her nose. It was like forward the way it's supposed to be. Because like, you know, if you push it back. Maybe she really had it done. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But. But that whole heel heel up. Well, it's cartilage. So. I don't know. Yeah. That's what you got out of this? She spits on the I bar. Was... You're talking about her, her thing? Her piercing. Yeah, I was stuck on her facial piercing. What did you think about the spitting on the bar? I didn't actually notice the spitting part. I noticed her kicking shit around, throwing things. She's throwing stuff. I didn't notice the spit. That oh was probably God. the last thing that so... I noticed. I was focused. A lot was happening, right? You know? It was so disgusting. But the crowd loves her. 
And then Eddie and Joey just look at each other and he's like, what the fuck, Joey? So then she did. She pierced her septum in 97. Oh, and then she took it out in 2004. Well, I guess that was real then. Yeah, this is. uh, Yeah, she said it hurt very much. Thanks. It didn't really hurt that much. But if I got mine pierced, what would you do? I mean, should I get my piercings? Go for it, Steven, if you want it. Oh my god, I could never do that. I would look like such an idiot. I got a little stud right here. <laughs> I thought that it was real, dude. I'm like, I didn't first of all, I've never seen a septum piercing magnetic before. And then like later, like I said, it was kind of crooked. And I'm like, they definitely don't make crooked magnetic ones. Like I used to have like a lip ring that was magnetic. And I mean, I guess you could have used that in our nose, but not with the the Maybe like... I'll get a magnetic one and see how it looks. <laughs> you could. They make like the little round ones, you could. But, like, that shit was, like, a little bit of crooked. I'm like, no, that shit's real, bro. All right, cool. So, um, oh I was right. <laughs> All right. So, Joey's with Audrey. She's throwing up in the bathroom. And Joey's holding her hair back. And that's when she's like, how much have you had to drink, Audrey? And Audrey's like, leave me alone. I don't remember. And Joey's like, this isn't like you, Audrey. And she's like, what is like me? I could have been an alky since I was age six. You don't know. She's like... Um, she's like, I'm fine. Have you never gotten drunk before? And Joey's like, yeah, I have. And it's usually because I felt awful about something. I just want to know why you feel awful. <laughs> she's like, uh, look, I don't want to have a soulful exchange about how I'm bad and you're good. And Joey's like, this isn't about that. And she's like, Joey, you've mastered the art of holier than thou. Don't tell me I don't need to drink or do drugs to have fun because I've never seen you have a day of fun in my whole life, except for that whole singing thing. And even then you were just imitating me. And Joey's like, what? To your own horn, why don't you? To your own horn, why don't you? I think they're both totally different performers. (laughs) Give me a break. (laughs) And uh, the first time Joey sang was before Audrey even came in the picture. I know. She wasn't singing in beauty contests. (laughs) Okay, let's hold on the phone there. You know, come on. (laughs) Joey sang Lame as a Rob. Okay, all right. She wasn't singing like hardcore 80s pops rock songs and making them sound out. Right. Exactly. Like, calm your tits. (laughs) Exactly. So Joey's like, all right, let's, you're clearly upset. Let's not say anything that we'll regret right now. And Audrey's like, God, will you stop protecting me? All we do is sit around and drink soda and talk about how we're all such great friends, which is ridiculous, Joey, because what kind of friend would it know that I broke up with my boyfriend? And Joey's like, I said I was sorry about that. She's like, I don't even care. I just don't want someone who's completely dropped out of my life suddenly judging it. Did you even notice I was depressed before I upset your little boyfriend from Southie? I was like, why do they always say Southie? Is that like a Boston thing? I don't know. Because they said it uh rich said it to pacey in another episode um so then joey's like eddie is not my boyfriend and audrey's like right i think that's really pathetic that that's the only thing you need to comment on and joey's like yeah i guess you're right i shouldn't have said (laughs) maybe i should have commented on the fact that you said you're depressed (laughs) uh all right so Southie has historically been a working class irish neighborhood so no one actually calls people Southie, South Boston, not South End is often called Southie, but the name doesn't extend to people. Southie has historically been a working class Irish neighborhood. However, recently it's become more popular with young professionals. Mm-hmm. Okay. I looked it up. South Boston. It's just sort for South Boston. 
It implies south of downtown Boston, more specifically the south and east of downtown, which includes a couple neighborhoods. Uh, it's just working class neighborhoods. So, well, figure that one out. Yeah. So they're just saying that he's from South Boston. So yeah, Audrey's upset that Joey did not recognize her depression and instead got upset that she said Eddie's her, not her boyfriend. So do you think Audrey has a point there? I don't know. Cause I was like listening to what she was saying. And I think the easiest thing for the easiest thing for Joey to tackle was that was that subject. But I don't know. Cause we've already talked in length about this whole thing with going on with Busy or excuse me, Audrey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I understand to a certain degree, like why she might be like upset or something. But at the same time, again, when you make assumptions, you're making an assumption that she's ignoring you or cut you out. But in reality, she was giving you space to spend time with your boyfriend, whom you were spending so much time with to begin with. Yeah, so she didn't really she didn't really see it, the sign. It was, it. Exactly. She didn't see it because she was trying to give them their privacy and not be around, you know what I mean, while they're shagging like monkeys or whatever the hell they were doing. So when you've got two people who break up and nobody knows, because I can guarantee if you talk to Jack, if you talk to Jen, ain't nobody knowing that they broke up. Nobody. But Joey gets the brunt of it because she lives with her. But Joey was just trying to give her her space. So like... I don't feel like it's fair to put all of that on Joey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because how is she supposed to know? She's not a mind reader. She was just trying to do the right thing and give you your space with your boyfriend. You know what I mean? And if you've got two people that break up and everybody's trying to give you your couple space and all of a sudden you guys are broken up and nobody communicates that with anybody else, how are they supposed to know? Yeah, you're probably right. The whole group probably has no idea. Nobody (laughs) knows, but Joey's getting the brunt of it because Joey lives with her. Well, Joey's the star of the show now, so she's going to get blamed for everything. (laughs) Right. No, that's true. That's true. But you know what I mean? Like, I just, I understand, but at the same time, I I don't know if I, I fully, like, if I I can fully agree with it. Like, it's not necessarily her fault. Joey's preoccupied. She's got a life. Side note, I wonder by the time that this season started, that they were all like, God, we really should have called it Joey's Creek <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> right? I don't, I mean, who knows? Oh my God. That's funny. All right. So now we are with Freeman and Jack again, and they are outside talking. And Freeman's like, you know, Jack, you sparked something in me that made me want to finally be who I am. <laughs> He's like, uh, okay. And he goes, is it too late? You tell me. And Jack's like, I can't. I can't do this. I met somebody and I actually kept them waiting all night. And timing is everything. And the timing is right right now. So uh, I got to go, dude. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry I didn't blow you that night in your car. But maybe you shouldn't have been a fucking weirdo. And maybe we done something. (laughs) Sorry, you got to go. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. <laughs> Gotta go. Asa. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Jack's like, all right, see ya. Uh, so that's it for Freeman. Freeman looks at him longingly as he walks, and he's like, God damn it! Why did I, why did I leave my wife now? Oh well, let me see if there's another gay guy. I left him for this guy, and this guy's not interested anymore. <laughs> I'm playing too many games. My student, I left him. For my student, I left her for damn my it. Friend. Was hot. He I thought he was hot for teacher. 
my god all these fucking hot for teachers in this show <laughs> <sighs> so jen tells cj well i guess you went wrong about audrey audrey is someone who entered the fold well adjusted and confident she made all of us seem dramatic <laughs> it's like that was true <laughs> yeah right <laughs> And CJ's like, you know, it's hard to keep putting up a front like that when it's expected. And I took my first drink when I was 12. I had a full-blown problem by the time I hit high school. You know, I had to hit rock bottom to realize that I had a problem. I alienated the one person I cared about, which is why I don't date anymore, Jen. So please, stop pestering me. And Jen's like, you know, you don't have to be so hard on yourself, CJ. And CJ's like... Look, Jen, you don't really want to know that much about me. I promise. <laughs> Girl is just not taking a hint, man. I know, like, she's like googly-eyed still. She's like, like oh. He literally just told Even her. Even more mysterious. <laughs> she's just not taking the hint. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. I don't understand. I'm just going to throw myself at him. He thinks I'm Jamie, cute. I would have seen all the red flags and been like, this guy has issues. I don't want to. I don't have time for that baggage. I got enough baggage of my own. Yeah, I can't be involved with this. Like, all right. Bye. <laughs> See you next <laughs> exactly. week. Bye. <laughs> bye. I'm Addie. Uh, Joey apologizes to Eddie for Audrey for trashing the bar. And he's like, oh, it wasn't your problem, right? And then he starts getting really agitated with her. And Joey's like, she's like, why do you keep insisting that I'm wasting my time with you? Every time I approach you, it's because I want to talk. Just take a damn hint already, people. Eddie says, I'm having a hard time trying to decide who I'm talking to. Joey Potter, my bartending buddy, or Joey Potter, who runs with the Worthington Elite? <laughs> oh, my God. How about Joey Potter? Just, just Joey Potter. Just Joey. That should have been the name of the show. Just, just- Joey. Joey. We would have switched it halfway through season six. It's no longer Dawson's Creek. It's just Joey. Oh my god. I wonder if they ever considered having a spinoff with her. And she just said I don't want to do this. I don't know. But the way they wrapped it up at the end of Dawson's Creek, I don't know how much more they could have done. That's true. Yeah, they did that whole thing. My bad. Totally forgot. (laughs) She's like, well, I thought that there was more of a middle ground between us. And he's like, you know, you learn a lot about people when you see them with their friends. He's really pissed off because Audrey insulted him and Joey didn't defend him. And Joey's like, she was drunk. We deal with those people all the time. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Why should I make you feel bad for letting your friend write out her high class problems? My mistake is that I thought you were different than them. She's like, how can you say that when he barely even tried to find out? She starts to tell him that he might be threatened because she's tried to find out more about him because she was trying to help him. And he says... I know what you were trying to do and neither of us should even bother because this little dance we do, it's nothing more than flirting. And she's like, you don't think there's anything more here? I was like, Joey, just fucking leave. Like, why are you? That's what I would have done. If he's not trying to get to know me and like actually get to know me, he isn't that interested. Bottom line, fucking run, girl. Run. Why are we wasting time? The way he reacted to her over Audrey, uh, that would have been my, like, all right, we're done. Like, we can work together, dude, but, like, you're weird. I did nothing to you. I was trying to be supportive. I apologize for not defending you. I should have. But you're talking to me like I'm trash, and I'm not trash. So let's just end this here. And then maybe we can have some, like, hot anger sex or something. (laughs) Or not. (laughs) But I don't want to date you because you've got a lot shit, a lot of shit with uh, that comes with you, like CJ. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god, CJ and Eddie should get together. That would be hot. <laughs> They'd suit each other better. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh my god, they do. Yeah, so she's like, you don't think there's anything more here? And he's like, I don't think there's anything good. So CJ and Jen are leaving Hell's Kitchen. David's still waiting for Jack. David's got a lot of fucking patience, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, honestly. Or he's just horny, and he's like, he's got a short thing. Maybe he just really likes Jack. I mean, I don't know. No, I think he does. But by the time they show them together, you can tell that David really does like Jack, and Jack likes him. And it seems like when when David, when they talk about it later, when Jack runs into him and he's like, oh my God, you're still here. Like, I can't believe you're still here. And he's like, well, I, I kind of had a feeling and knew like you had to close some chapters in order to open new ones because I know what it's like when exes pop up and you got to deal with some stuff. So like he approaches things in a very mature level. Yeah. And I can relate I like to that, that because that's how I approach like this relationship that I'm in, for example. I knew when um like... Everything went down with my previous relationship and I decided if I started to date again, the likelihood that I'd probably be entering a relationship with somebody who has, you know, already an established family and has other stuff that's going on. Like I've accepted that. And it's a maturity level that I think not everybody can have or they're not interested in having. And that's totally on them. But it's like it's he is accepting the fact that he's probably got some baggage. He's got his own stuff he needs to deal with. And he's dealing with that right now to make way for this new chapter in his life. And I can respect the fact that he he thought about it in that mature light. So I am totally okay with this guy, as short as he is. <laughs> for <laughs> such a short guy, he's got a lot You know, of... you call him a troll. I'm just going to say he's a little bit shorter than the others. That's all. For such a short guy, he's got a lot of maturity on him. So yeah, for him. Mm-hmm. so I'm 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 cool with that. I'm good for him. So Jen tells CJ that she's just glad that he decided to come out tonight because she was worried he wouldn't want to. And he's like, "You keep saying that, but just because I don't drink doesn't mean I don't socialize." And she says, "But you don't date. You once told me that I should change my mind about myself, and I think you should do the same thing." And then she, I don't know why she keeps correlating dating with hanging out. Girl needs to chill. No, I think she's. I, you know what I think that is. I think it's an insecurity thing that she keeps doing. She's trying to be like. Um, she feels awkward around him because she, she's not like progressing with him. So she's like, you know, I'm glad that Fair. you decided that you wanted to hang out, even though you keep telling me you don't want to, you don't date. But I'm glad that you decided to come out, even though this might not be your thing. I'm glad that you decided to spend time with me, though. But she's still not getting it, you know. So yeah, like, I don't. I don't know. I would have been like, do you want to come out? If you don't, don't. But if you do, let's have fun. Right. It's like, but it's like she's trying to, to get coerce him into dating without him knowing it's a date. Like, I don't know what she's trying to do. I'm like confused. She's trying to use her Jen Lindley like ways. And she thinks like her, her flirting and everything is going like just the way she is in general is going to like. Because it was enough before to get guys to swoon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. understand it either. Honestly, I don't. I know. It. We've been we've been literally sitting here the entire time trying to make sense of this new Jen Lindley behavior, and it's just not working out for us. <laughs> it's not a new Jen Lindley. It's a weird Jen Lindley. That doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, it's new behavior. It's nothing we've ever seen her do before. So we're like fucking confused. Well, she leans in to kiss him or leans up to kiss him. Either way you look at it. And mm-hmm. he stops her and he says, I can't. 
I'm sorry, Jen. I can't. At least, at least this guy isn't like trying to sleep with her and then just not going to call her the next day. Like he's not trying to ruin that type of yeah, relationship. At least, he's so a... I can give him some credit. Like I know uh... you're right. He's not bad in that way. He no. is actually like letting her know up front. Look, I don't like you like that. It's just yeah, how like, it this is. Isn't where this is going to go. So just let it go. Let it go. I think that's that was. I mean, as much as her ego is kind of like hurt right now, the fact that he was very upfront with her and, you know, he didn't do anything that was that would lead her on, you know, if she kissed him and, and he kissed her back in her head would be like, oh, he might be interested. But he stopped it from happening. He's not he's not engaging with her in any sexual way or flirting with her. He just no, he's just being go. respectful. He's yeah. trying to let her down. I give, him, I give him credit for that. Because she's not taking a damn hint, this girl. Well, she is now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now she is. Now. Because it only took her throwing himself at him to, like, really. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. He's like, it's not you. And she's just embarrassed. And then he's like, let me get you a cab. And then a cab just it's happens to pull up. You. And he goes to open up the door and she gets it first. And you can tell she's just like, I don't want you to do anything for me, please. Like, I'll get my own cab. He's like, are you going to be okay? And she's like, nothing a little sleep and regret won't cure. And then she gets in the cab and she leaves. So CJ looks across the street and he sees Audrey sitting on the curb and she's smoking. Smoking a pancake. Bonging a blitz. So he walks over to her. And she's like, it was only a couple of puffs, I swear to God. And then she like puts it out and he's like, I don't care that you're smoking. And he's like, people have been really hard on you tonight, haven't they? And she's like, everything was great when I was drunk. Now that I'm sober, everything's gone to hell. A hell she created, but okay. I know. She did it to her (laughs) fucking self. He's like, you know, your friends are just letting you know that they care. Maybe they didn't go about it the right way. And she's like, I'm not a drunk. We're in college. Did you ever have a week you just wanted to forget about? And he says, does it feel better when you drink? And she's like, I feel nothing, which is ideal. And he says, you know, if you want to talk, you can. If not, we can just sit. And she's like, you don't have to be here. You know, I don't, you don't need to be here. And she's like, he's like, I would have left already. And she's like, fine, we'll just sit. And then she's like, hold and he, And then he gives her his gloves. And I was like, oh my God. I like want to not like him, but at the same time, I still like him. I don't know. Yeah, it's very weird because he's not doing anything to Jen personally to like lead her. I said, but he's also and he's trying to help Audrey. But the fact that we know that he sleeps with her, it's that's my fault. (laughs) I shouldn't have looked ahead. (laughs) It's just I know now. Now my opinion on him has changed because of that. Because he's like jaded. Mm. He's he sleeps with her her friend. Like he knows that she's into him. Into him. That's what bothers me. Yeah. And the fact that Audrey sleeps with him too, like she's at fault too. So. I don't. I mean, I don't think Audrey really cares, but I don't know. I don't know, dude. Um, this is when Pacey finds Rich, and he's like, "Take me off your charity list." And then he tries to fight him, and all his bros are trying to save Rich. And Rich should have been like run over by a car. And um, Rich is just like an asshole, and Pacey is just like whatever, and he walks away. He's like, "This isn't even worth it." So um, this is when we see David leaving Hell's Kitchen and Jack shows up and Jack's like, I can't believe you waited. And he says all that stuff that you said. Yeah. About him, like, you know, trying to close that chapter before getting into a new one. And they sort of like, he's like, I respect that. 
So he's like, look, you don't got to report to me. <laughs> that I thought was funny. Because yeah. Jack's like, oh, I had to do this thing and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Jack, I don't I care. I mean, it's not like they were in, like, a relationship yet. Like, granted, later down the line, unless there's, like, trust issues or there's, I don't know. No, it's but nice I think. On. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. I think it's especially good. if you're blowing me off, like, like if Chris and I were to go out like and now in our relationship, you know, a year and some change in. Like, if, if we were to go out and then meet somewhere and he's like, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there. And then, like, shows up hella, hella late. Like, all right, I, I owe an explanation. You owe me something here. What's What happened? You know? Yeah, that's it's different. different. But, like, in this point, in this stage, they're, like, only had, like, one cup of coffee. Yeah, they're so getting to know each other. He, they they're still feeling out the waters. It's not, like, that serious yet. Right. Yeah, and that's the fun part of the The beginning parts of every relationship is fun. Oh, yeah, the honeymoon phase or whatever they call it. That's always the fun part. Yeah. So, anyway, they flirt. They walk off together. They're they're going to go blow each other. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> so, next morning, Pacey's been walking the streets of NOLA all night because he looks like he has, which is weird because he could have just went back to his hotel room. What did, what did you call it? NOLA? NOLA. <laughs> NOLA. New Orleans? New, or- New Orleans. <laughs> Wait, wait, what did you call it? Wait, really? Nola. Nola? Casey's walking what? the streets of Nola. <laughs> Isn't that what they Nola? call it? Nola. Nola. Isn't that what they call uh, New Orleans? Nola? I've never heard of that. Maybe. Uh, oh my God. Maybe. You've been Googling maybe. everything for the past seven hours. So Google it and you'll see that they call New Orleans Nola. Why Nola? I don't know. I'll look it up in like a minute and a half. I don't know why. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what they call it. Um, We cut to Joey. She wakes up. Audrey's not home. She's not in her bed. And like there's a time progression and she's sitting at her desk like working and then she hears a knock on the door. Still not home. Yeah. And she I guess she thinks it's Audrey, but guess who it is? Why would Audrey knock unless she lost her keys? Yeah, that's true. Uh it's Eddie. Eddie shows up. This guy just can't shake him. He well, he's dropping off Audrey's wallet. He's like, look, I said a lot of things I didn't mean. It could be because I have some unresolved anger towards society. That has nothing to do with you. (laughs) She's like, well, that's good. It almost resembles an apology. And he says, (laughs) you know, I've been thinking about it all night. Me and you. It didn't feel good. She said, what part? And he says, the not pursuing it part. And she says, the pushing away usually comes when there's something to push away from. And he says, oh, please, Joey, I would love to get to the point where I can resent you. Just give me the chance. And she says, we can't keep doing this, dancing around things we don't mean. Don't you find it maddening? He tries to make a joke again about like resenting her. And then he's like, okay, I get it. I get what you're talking about. Nola is short for New Orleans. I've never heard of that before. Oh, I'm glad I taught you something. <laughs> Look at us learning shit. So Eddie says, what would you say if you said what you meant? And she says, I'd like to go out with you on an actual date. What would you say that I'd like to get to know you and prove myself wrong, thinking you represent everything I hate? (laughs) Psych. And he goes, I think you might represent everything I'm missing. It's a date. And then they shake on it. And then he leaves. And she's like, oh, my God, I might be falling for this guy who literally just told me that he might hate me. Yeah, really? Because red flag. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Next week. Got issues. Yeah. 
Next week is episode eight called Spider Webs. And it stars No Doubt. Woo! <laughs> oh, Jamie. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey. So that was the episode. You got any final thoughts? It only took I us I think I got all of my freaking that. thoughts out because it took us forever to do it. And I had a lot to say more than I thought I did because I literally only had like four things written down, but yeah. they just snowballed a lot of words. You gave a lot of good content this episode, Jamie. Normally you're just ignoring me, but now oh, I feel like you gave a lot of good informative stuff not not (laughs) bad for being super super sick and i have this encroaching headache forming right now. (laughs) my god but it's fine listen to me tell jamie how she's the only person in the world who's ever gotten sick (laughs) (laughs) by joining our patreon normally get sick yeah i don't know i just don't normally get sick so it's crazy for me when it happens um I like this episode. I think uh, they all have got fucking issues. <laughs> um, yeah. I I didn't miss Dawson at all. I really didn't care. I didn't even notice until after the episode was over and I realized that his face wasn't in there. <laughs> you know, they could have left Pacey out of this too, for all I cared. The, like his whole storyline in this episode was so stupid. Kind of I, pointless. Unless, I, it's, unless it comes into play in the next episode. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I did like Jack's storyline, though. I liked him getting over this Freeman guy and, you know, getting with David. Yeah. Um, and An actual, substantial, possible relationship. Yeah, I liked it. But yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens with CJ and Audrey next week. But my favorite whole thing in the episode was Audrey getting up and dancing on the bar and spitting on the bar and acting like a total lunatic. That was hilarious to me. At least she had some fun. Yeah. Hopefully she that- remembers it. That probably was so much fun to to film, too. Because she was, like, all over the place. Yeah. Especially when she was turning on the spouts, the beer spouts. <laughs> <laughs> Not spouts. Um, <laughs> <The text>. right. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> all right. Well, before we go, Jamie, we have a five-star rating and review. Uh, do you want Yay. me to read it? Yeah. Okay. This is from KBAC227. Love Stephen and Jamie. Love you guys and this podcast. Big Dawson's Creek fan, and you guys gave me a, a reason to watch again. Haha. Ha. Just started your podcast from the beginning. Can't wait to see what show you guys do next. Oh, that was nice. She's already, she Yay. started from the beginning and she's already curious to know what we're going to do next. Wow. Welcome to the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully by the time you get this, you're still with us. <laughs> I know, right? But thank you for that comment and five-star yes. rating and review. Thank on you. Podcast. We appreciate it so much. If you want to leave us a five-star rating or review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. It's totally free and it helps us out so much. And you can give us a five-star rating on Spotify. That helps us out as well. We would greatly appreciate it. You know what I'm really curious about? What? I'm really curious what episode you guys are catching that makes you want to start from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, what, where, how are you guys finding us? You know what I mean? Like, where are you like, I'm going to click this one. I'm going to listen to it. I like it. I want to go back. Like, I want to know what episode has caught you. Which episode was it that did it for you? And like, this is my podcast. Like, hmm. I don't know. You guys want to share? Let us know. Um. All right. Well, Jamie, this was fun. Did you have a, did you have a good time? I did have a good time. I'm very tired now and I've got more things to do. Yeah. Well, don't fall asleep yet. All right. Well, Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? 
Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at jlynn underscore book lover. It does look inactive, but trust, I am there. I just don't have access to all of my glorious pages. Beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> and if you want to follow us, you can find us on Instagram and threads at Creek Talk Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. You can join our Facebook group and engage with us over there. If you want to send us any type of feedback or any story you want us to read on our next episode, you can send that to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com or you can send us a DM on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. And if you're feeling super generous, you can always join our Patreon. where at the $5 tier. You'll have early access to our weekly episodes as well as our monthly bonus content where we are almost finished recapping the 2002 Kevin Williamson series Glory Days. We only have like two episodes left, Jamie. I know. And then I'm so sad. next project again. I know. And that show's been really fun to recap. So we hope everybody is over there listening to those. All of our patrons. So... Let's give like a quick shout out to our patrons who are like supporting us every month. We appreciate you guys so much. We seriously love you guys. And like sometimes we feel like we don't stress us enough. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just thank you for showing your support and being there. We love you. It's amazing. Like I can't believe people actually like do that. It blows my Um, mind every time I go on there. It's wonderful is what it is. But for now, we appreciate you listening. We hope everybody has a great weekend. And, you know, don't go to NOLA with your boss because they might buy you a prostitute that you don't want. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, we'll be back next week (laughs) with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. I'm breaking dishes, breaking dishes. I'm breaking dishes up in here all night. Uh I ain't gonna stop until I see police light. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god. So I have no clue what that is, so. Mm-hmm.